Yo, what's up, everybody? It's TJ, and we're back on the journey. And my second guest that we're going to have here is a good friend of mine. We met in college, basketball player. Um, his name is Chris Ford from New York, and I'm going to give the floor to him. Chris, nice to have you. Thanks for coming on. The floor is yours. Let's uh, let's hear your story. Man, I appreciate you having me, bro. This is this has been a while since we since we got to talk and, and catch up, but I'm glad I'm glad to be here. Glad you having me, man. Uh, like you said, man, we we met in college. Uh, uh, it was kind of like one of them, just like a mutual respect thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you were one of the guys on the baseball team and on the basketball right. team. I was one of the guys, and you know what I'm saying? It was just kind of right. one of those things. But yeah, man, I was I was I got there. I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. You know what I'm saying? So like that environment, them, them circumstances, a lot of them people I dealt with, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people can't relate and a lot of people can't relate. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. it, it made me real it made me real tough mentally and physically. Um I moved to Iowa, uh, I wanna say 2014, 2015, you know what I'm saying, to to go to school out here. Uh the crazy thing is before that, uh my first my, my freshman year of of college actually was at a junior college in Maryland. Um, I went to a school called Allegheny College of Maryland, the same oh, okay. one that Steve Francis went to. Yeah, and oh, um, that's cool. it was it was at that point it was at that point in my life when I realized like it it don't it don't matter how good you think you are, there's always somebody better. Um, right. And, and and that happened because man, I, I wanted to play so bad, and I was gonna try to walk on on that school at that school team, and it just it just didn't work out the way I thought it was gonna work out. I thought it was gonna be a, a cakewalk, and 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 it was a different level of play. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I should have known that because growing up, that's what you know. What I'm saying that's what a lot of my coaches and, and mentors they taught me. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't never gonna be a cakewalk. It's always gonna be somebody working. And that's kind of how life was for me going through life. I never played like school ball or AAU ball until mm -hmm. high school. You know what I'm saying? I was right. always playing outside in the parks. I was playing in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Um, obviously the trash. You know the trash cans. Like people shoot on the trash cans. Like I, I was one of those. You know what I'm saying? I was okay. one of those kids. I did that, and and it just it, it just made me a different kind of player. You know what I'm saying? I never even thought about going to college to play ball. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until like a couple people in my community. They did it, you know what I'm saying? And the, when they did it, it kind of gave the rest of us hope, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it ain't impossible. And, and and then it was like, okay, then I'm getting a little serious about the game. Unfortunately, though, I wasn't serious about school. Um, middle right. school and high school, man, I was just being a knucklehead. Uh, typical <laughs> New York stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the stories that y'all hear about, like, certain places in the Bronx, certain places in New York in general, like, a lot of it is very true. Like, don't get me wrong, some of it is it's a little over the top, might be a little exaggerated, but for the most part, right. a lot of it is true. Like, um, so I did I I was just being a knucklehead, you know what I'm saying? I was hanging out with some of the some some of the wrong crowd every now and again in school and you know what I'm saying? It wasn't even like I was out there fighting, getting arrested. It wasn't even nothing like that. It was just more like just just being in the wrong place, wrong time. You know what I'm saying? Certain people I was dealing with at that time probably wasn't healthy for me or, or my environment and what I was trying to do. So it was kind of one of those things. And thankfully, after my freshman year of high school, right, I, I say thankfully because this is going to sound crazy, my GPA was like a 1.1, like 1.2. It was so low, man. Solo after my freshman year of high school, mm -hmm. and um, I had a family member who was actually playing um in the D League at the time, and and he was living in Texas, 
and my grandmother was out there. So what happened was I had went out to visit my grandmother um, in Texas and I, I, I actually liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I just felt like it was a different environment for me. Um, mind you, I went there thinking, being a city boy, I'm like, man, these people bought in Texas going to be riding horses with the 10-gallon <laughs> hats, you know what I'm saying, with the, <laughs> right. with, the pink, with the spurs on the boot. Like, I'm like, man, I'm finna go to the country. But then I got there, and it was the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, don't get me wrong. You have them people that – they had they 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 are cowboys. They do wear them hats. They do have them boots. They do have that. But for the most part, it wasn't like that. It was just another city. It was just a different kind of city than what I was used to. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, right. I, man, I I fell in love with it there. I fell in love with it in Texas. Um, I finished high school there. You know what I'm saying? I went to a school called Burville High School when I first got there, and I did my sophomore year there. What happened was my grandmother relocated to a different part of Texas. So I ended up transferring to a whole nother school in Texas. So now I'm on my third high school. Uh, I'm a sophomore in high school still. And this school, though, it was called Keller Central. And I stayed there. This is where I graduated from. Um, when I got to that school, that one was even more different than the previous one I was at. The previous one that I was at, Burville High School, was more in a – it was a predominantly – in a predominantly white area, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't a lot of black people. There was some, but it wasn't a lot. Whereas Keller Central, they had a mixture of everybody. It was black, white, Mexican, Asian, you know what I'm saying? It was every race there. So I felt more at home. I felt a little more comfortable. Um, my junior year there, I, I played varsity. Um, when I first got there, I, I went to practice and the coaches, they was feeling me, you know what I'm saying? So I got to play varsity and, and, I'm thankful that I got that opportunity because going to Texas, man, I got to see a different level of basketball that I didn't, that I didn't really get to see in New York. Um, in Texas, man, them dudes is big. Like, right. Oh, it's like they got size. Like they 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 wide or they strong or they tall. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. uh, and if they're not like that, then they super athletic. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, man, I got to see a different kind of game out there. So I got to play against guys like Perry Jones. Uh, he was at Duncanville. Uh, he actually got drafted into the NBA. Um, I got to play against guys like Willie Warren, uh, Isaiah Austin. I played on the same team with guys like Trevor Nowak. He went to Belmont. Olden Jordan, he went to a D2. Um, uh, I played against a guy, Marshall Henderson. And, and, and this was when... <laughs> A lot happens after I leave New York. Like I really get to see like right. <laughs> there's a there's a world. Um, this guy Marshall Henderson, man, and and he was a he was a white guy, but where I'm from, you're not used to seeing white guys play like this. And this was one of the coldest. Like I'm talking about, he was nice. Like he was nice, but the thing was, like, on the weekends he used to go and get like toe up. Like he gonna get blasted. And, and he got in trouble with the law a couple times for drinking, but somehow he finessed out of all of them, and, and he got to play. But when he would play, yo, he would go for, like, 30, 40 sometime. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was one of those. So, like, it, it was – that was – doing that and playing out there was a different level of play. And what happened was, man, CN year came, and basketball was – it, 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 had, it gave me some popularity, and I was meeting people, and you know what I'm saying? And you know how it is when you're in high school, when you a jock, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right. The, the, girlies, the girls want to, the girls is coming to you, the guys want to come hang out with you, and 
thankfully though, it actually was a blessing in disguise. Um, I became a father. Um, that's when I became a father at, at my senior year in high school when I was out there. Um, I met a girl at the time, and one thing led to another. We was trying to grow up too fast, and you know what I'm saying. Typical, typical young story that you know what I'm saying. Just you know what I'm saying. Not a mistake, but a blessing. You know what I'm saying. And it it it, it led me it led me into a better place because it made me take my life more serious. Um, when I found that I was gonna be a father, um. Things started circulating around the school, and the coaches started hearing this. So guys kind of looked at me a certain way, and you know what I'm saying? I didn't really get to play as much as I wanted to, and it, it started messing with my mental, so my grades started going back down, man. So I, I, I went through that process. So I didn't even get to play basketball my senior year of high school, man. I didn't even get to play. Um, I played summer, uh, summer, league, uh, summer league, yep, spring league, but, like, during the season, I didn't get to play because, you know what I'm saying, I was I – was, my mind was just all over the place. And at the end of that school year, that is when I got to play AAU. Because at the time, I was still 17. Um, and, you know, AAU, they got 15, 16, and 17 U. Right. I was still able to play. So I got to play one year of AAU. And I actually played with the All-Iowa Attack. Um, that was my first, first time, like, coming to Iowa. Like, even knowing about Iowa. Like, right. it was like all right, so I'm, I'm going to go out here and play with this team. So I played with the attack one year, and it was, it was what's cool about that team, it was kind of special to me, is there was a couple of us. There was like eight or nine of us on that team. And out of all eight or nine of us, um, it's only me and another guy who who played at, at the college level, and, and he's still playing he's still playing pro overseas. But you know what I'm saying? I played a little bit of semi-pro, but I, I I hung it up to be a full-time dad. You know what I'm saying? But like right. we were the only two that 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 stuck with it and, and, and stood by it. Um just like growing up, like I got a group of my friends that we grew up with. I'm I'm the only one that stuck with it and kept playing, you know what I'm saying? Um so it it it, it was cool that I got to come out here and experience Iowa. Cause doing so, I made some connections. Cause I played a certain way, people kind of noticed me. So, one mm -hmm. thing led to another. I ended up going back to New York. You know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't at the time. I didn't play my senior year of high school. I played mm -hmm. that little summer AAU, but nobody was really recruiting me like that. I went back home to New York, and my guys that I grew up with back home, they right. was like, "Yo, let's let's go to college together. Let's just go. We can go to the same one that Steve Francis went to." And that's how I ended up going to Allegheny College in Maryland. That was kind of good and bad. Like I said, I didn't get to play. It didn't work out the way I wanted to. Um, and then I went to school with my brothers. Like, <laughs> so like, right. if if maybe maybe if we if we tried that, you know what I'm saying? Twenty two, twenty three years old, it'd be different. We'll be a little more focused. Our mind would be right. right. But you talking to 18, 19, 20 year olds about to go to college together for the first time, be on their own for the first time. Man, I was, I was, I lost it. <laughs> I lost it. Man, I was out there going crazy, and and like I said, I didn't get to play. And what happened was, my grandmother ended up moving to Iowa from okay. Texas. Yep. And while I was going to school in Maryland, I wanted to see her for the holidays, so mm -hmm. I came to Iowa to visit her. When I came out here to Iowa to visit her, I found out about AIB. Um, because it was a, it was a new new program with the team. This was like their second year or the first or second year, and they, or this was their first year actually having a basketball team. And 
people was giving me a little bit of insight, like, yo, you could just come here, it's a new school. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll try, I'll see what's up. I actually, the, the same day I was visiting, like that week that I was visiting, I had applied. Mm-hmm. I did a little recruit me thing on the AIB right. And that same day, uh, Coach Jenkins, Corey Jenkins, he hit me up. He hit me up the same day. And before I went back to Maryland, I had went to AIB. I had went for uh, not a tour or a visit, but he was like he wanted me to come up because he wanted to meet me. So he met me. Uh, he met my uncle at the time. Um, he had uh, put me through a little workout, but he couldn't. Um, the guys was in season, so I couldn't. I couldn't play with none of the guys that was on the team. And right. I'll never forget this day, man. I'll never forget it. He put me up against a girl. Um, her name was in uh, India. She she played on the girls team, and she was probably one of the one of the better girls there. She was real. She was real nice. You know what I'm saying? Not that she was a bad player, but I felt right. some kind of way like, yo, you, you got yeah, a absolutely, girl. You know what I'm saying? So like, but you know what I'm saying? I I, I won. You no, know, you know what I'm saying? I, I definitely won. <laughs> gotta uh, gotta put that in there. But he 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 was he was digging me. He was digging me. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, yo, if you get your grades right. If you come out here next year, he's like, I got you. I make sure you good. So me being who I am and having the city and New York mentality that I have, I went back to Maryland, which is only five hours away from New York. Right. I went back to Maryland and and I did the complete opposite of what he asked me to do. So <laughs> <laughs> like so like I'm now I'm really because like I said, man, I'm going to school with like the guys that I grew up with. You know what right. I'm saying? And, and right. I'm not really focused on school like I should be, especially since I'm not even playing ball, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> I'm i like, man, you know what? I'm going to hit him up still. I'm going to let him know. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to just brush it under the rug and just move on. But I said, you know, I'm going to say something because he, he took the time to see me. And you know what I'm saying? So I reached out to Coach Jenkins and I told him my situation. And he was like, yo, you got to get your grades up. If you get your GPA up, then you, you'll you be good. But we can't do nothing with that. I ended mm-hmm. up going to DMAC. I was like, you okay. know what? I, I'm going to just try to make it easy on myself. I'm going to just go to Iowa and just go to the JUCO out there. So I went to that DMAC in Ankeny. Uh, I went there for a year. And obviously, there ain't no basketball team there, but they had in the murals. And mm-hmm. I was tearing everything up, boy. I was, <laughs> I was tearing. I was, I was just wrecking, wrecking shit. You know what I'm saying? And. I got my grades up, you know what I'm saying? I had, I got my mm-hmm. mind right. Um, right. So then I went and I applied back at AIB. And then that's how I ended up coming in, going in. When I got there, though, man, it was, it was, it was difficult. It was difficult because this was the first time I had played on, and not that it mattered, I had played on a team with predominantly white guys. Mm-hmm. Most of the teams I've ever played on have been interracial or predominantly black. So like, I I didn't really know how to like I'm not gonna say how to carry myself, but like I ain't really I ain't know can I be myself on the court? Like can I still right. you know what I'm saying? I didn't know if I could still. That New York mentality shit. is it yeah, gonna, you know what I'm saying. Gonna like, carry over absolutely right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like can I talk my shit or not? Like you know what I'm saying? But my 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 first what five six games he had me on JV, okay. and I was and I was so pissed about it. I was so mad because I'm like. What you think I'm a, like a JV guy? And again, no disrespect to the JV guys or, or any level, but I felt like I was better than that. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just I was just playing and I was busting ass on JV. 
And I'll never forget the game when he moved me up. Um, the JV guys, we played Briarcliff. Okay. And, you know, Briarcliff is solid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's solid all around. Um, our varsity team, I don't think they played Briarcliff, though. I think they played somebody else. What happened was I gave Briarcliff 26, 6, and 6 or something like that. Okay. As soon as the game ended, I'll never forget it. We walking into the locker room, and Coach Jenkins was like, yo, you ready? And I just smiled at him like, I, I've been ready. Like, <laughs> he just started laughing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I got pulled up right after that. The very next game, we played Graceland. That was my first game on varsity. Man, I ain't go to JV since. But it, it, when I got moved up, I wasn't – obviously, I didn't play as much as I wanted. Things wasn't going the way I wanted but that summer, man, I, I I bust my ass. I bust my ass that summer, and that second year there, and this was the year that um, we, uh, they got bought out. They closed down. Yeah. So that second year, man, I came into the season and I'm like, I'm in, cause I I've been working. I got my mind right. Like I'm I'm on right. it. What happens is, um, something happened with my financial aid. I didn't do like some paperwork correct. Mm -hmm. And they told me like, I couldn't go to school until I got it taken care of. Um, once I got it taken care of, they said I owe like $2,500 or I couldn't go to school. So yeah. now I'm like, the, like, what the hell? Like I get yeah. my mom right. I, everything is going the way I wanted to. And I can't even go to school, man. God, God is amazing. He's so Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. I, I didn't know my dad. I never really knew my father. I didn't grow up with him. Man, out of nowhere, this guy, like, my mom calls me. Like, we reconnect, and with no hesitation, he offered to pay it. I never asked for nothing. I didn't ask for a dime. But wow. I guess my mom told him what, what I was going through in my situation. I'm assuming my mother, you know what I'm saying, because she really the only one that knew. But, yo, he went and he just dropped the money so I could I could keep going to school. And when, when he did that, man, because I really was thinking, like, yo, this is it. Like, what's the point? Like, right. I can't even catch a break. But when that happened, I was like, nah, you know what? I I, I got to I gotta get on my shit. You know what I'm saying? And right. I got to go there. And once I went there, I'm telling you, man, we was tearing shit up that second year. Yeah, that I first, remember. Man, that year was so special to me, bro, because that first, my first year there, we went one and like 23 or one and 24. Yeah. Nasty, nasty time, and then that next year, like I said, and granted, I'm not saying this because of me, but I started on varsity. I played significant minutes. We had Ely, who again, like I said, I've never played with like a lot of white guys or seen white mm -hmm. guys play a certain way. I seen Marshall Henderson, and then I met Brandon Ely, and <laughs> that dude could go. But, yeah, man, that's a cold guy, yo. He's nice. He's nice. And we had him. Then Bio had transferred in from Grandview. Right. Was another killer. Um, yeah. We had CJ, who had just got healthy from his ACL injury. That's um, right. Man, we had Dan. We had we had B-Roll. We had, yo, we had we had some guys. Khalid, D-Stew. And, yo, that year, you seen it, man. I'll never forget it. We, we turned it up. We went yeah. 19 and 10. Yeah, we huge turnaround. One and twenty-five to nineteen and ten, and and we we was receiving votes at the end of the season. We was receiving yeah. votes to be nationally ranked, and we had played William Penn in the semifinals, and they cheated us so bad. 
it yeah. was it was one of those games like we just couldn't catch a break like they every like they just was it was one of those and we lost I thought we still should have went to nationals but we didn't get that bid and then what happens we thinking like yo next year it's on we getting votes we almost went to nationals like and then what happened? No, you're all about to be seniors. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was all lining up. You see, and I still had two more years. No, like, yeah. Most of them guys was good. Like, at that time, I was only considered a sophomore. Right. Through the NAI eligibility-wise. So I still had, like, two more. I'm like, yo, I could win championships as a junior and then try to win more as a – like, I was thinking, like, longevity. You right. Know what I'm Absolutely. And then, boom, what happens? AIB get bought out. I was like – are you shitting me? Like, what? Like, yo, I really can't catch a break. But, again, like I said, man, God is a different – he's a different kind of power because during that season when we went 19 and 10, um, Mount Mercy was in our conference, and they was undefeated. They was tearing shit up. Like, nobody was beating them. They came to AIB to play us, and we beat them. Yeah, like, and I had a real good game. Like I played real good, and I guess off of that game there, and when we went to Mount Mercy, also keep in mind the one game that we won the year before was against Mount Mercy. It's <laughs> <Which is> crazy, <laughs> but every time we played Mount Mercy, I don't know. Like I played like just I played really well, um, mainly because them guys over there at Mount Mercy played my style of basketball. Uh, Paul Gavin, he was their coach at the time. He he was like, get up, get up and down, get in your face. Like right. he was one of those kind of guys. So like, yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming that when he heard about what happened with my school, that's why he got on it. What happened was, we got called to the office. He uh, Coach Jenkins called me down there, and he was like, yo, you know who Paul Gavin is? I said, I have no idea. And he was like, yo, he's the coach for Mount Mercy. And I was like, Mount Mercy? Oh, and he was like, yo, um. He wants you. And I just, and I ain't gonna lie, I just, I just started smiling and I broke down because, <laughs> like I said, man, I thought, like, this, this is it. Like, but it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I went up to Mount Mercy for my visit. The visit was amazing. Like, they rolled out the red carpet for me. Like, they was waiting for me when I pulled up. Really? We walked through the school. They literally took me through the whole school, the calf. I met all kind of administration people. Then we went to the gym. Man, it was it was really like like you know what I'm saying like we we want you we really want yeah. you. And what happened was the guys was in there playing pickup. Some of the old guys, some of the new guys, and he and he was like, "Yo, if you want to run? Like you got your stuff? I always got my stuff. Right? I'm a always, I always got my stuff. Always <laughs> got my stuff. But so I, I ran with him, and I I couldn't really tell how I played. I I kind of felt like I blended in. I didn't look bad. But I wasn't really standing out nothing crazy at the time either. But what told me I I played well was when I when, when we finished hooping, I was getting my stuff and I'm about to leave. The guys was talking to me, they asking me questions and all of that. What happened was, uh, Coach Gavin he's walking me out the door, like to the to the door to leave, and he's like, "What uh what other schools you looking at?" Now, mind you, at this at this time, the only schools I had looking at me was Mount Mercy. Cause you know what I'm saying, cause he he hit me up and Simpson, um at the time Simpson was interested in me as well, me and two other guys, but they didn't have athletic scholarships at the time. I wasn't yeah. failing, 
but my grades wasn't, you know what I'm saying, high enough to right. be an academic but, grant. Yeah, Simpson's a D3 school, so they get no ac- athletic scholarship. So, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see see that struggle of Man. picking between Simpson and, like, good school academically. I mean, they're phenomenal. Great but no, no athletic scholarship, no athletic help. I mean, that's that's a tough decision. It was super tough. And I was really between, like, a rock and a hard place. I was mm-hmm. like – Cause I, cause the, I love that you know, they rolled out the red carpet for us too on a visit. Mm-hmm. Like the whole nine met the coaches, side mm-hmm. this office, one on like the, like literally, you know what I'm saying. Even hoot with them guys, mm-hmm. but then when they hit us with the, you know what I'm saying, no athletic scholarships, it was like that's tough, you know what I'm saying. Like so when Mount when 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 Coach Gav was like, but what schools you looking at? I was like, well, y'all and and Simpson. That I'll never forget this day. Never forget this day. And this is when I knew this was a business. He goes, well, we're going to blow Simpson out the water because they don't even have athletic scholarships. He said it. Just straight, straight up. up. Looked me dead in my eyes, and he was 100% real about it. Right. And I ain't going to lie. I think I, I, I feel like that moment kind of sold me on Mount Mercy. I mean, I can't say that sole reason alone, but I, I feel like it played a big part because – I felt like he was he was a hundred with me. He was he was straight up. He kept it real, and I did. I ended up signing the letter of intent to Mount Mercy, um, and I went there. And when I got there, like I said, man, they rolled out the red carpet for my visit. But when school started, it was no different. Like I, they yo, when I got there, they knew I was like people knew who I was before I knew who people was. Wow. Like it, it was like that. Like, it was a really, really dope opportunity. I'm talking about, like, players, administration people, like, wow. some, uh, some professors. Like, man, I had a teacher in one of my classes walk up to me first day in strategic management. And she goes, we have a mutual friend. And I was like, um, I had no idea. What happened is our mutual friend her name is Amy Pettit. I don't know if you remember Miss Pettit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They mutual, like, that's her daughter. That was her mother-in-law. Was my teacher what? at Mount Mercy. Small world, right? It's crazy. Right. It's right. crazy. It was like things like that was happening, like, my whole entire time there, yo. Wow. It was, it was so dope. It was so dope, yo. And, like, they really embraced me up there. Um, The only the only problem, and this is being honest, and and Gavin know this as well because I, I spoke to Gav about it and I, and I told him about it. But when 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 I when I came there, he offered me a, he he sold me a dream. I'm thinking I'm gonna go right. to Mount Mercy, play for him, and play a mm-hmm. certain kind of way. Um, he he his dream what he told me was halfway true because he did offer me a scholarship. He offered Michael Henley a scholarship. Mm-hmm. He offered Keanu Glover a scholarship mm-hmm. and uh, and Bio. What okay. happened was. Morningside offered Bio a larger scholarship. Mm-hmm. He ain't no fool, you know right. what I'm saying. So he, he did, you know what I'm saying. He had to do what he had to do. But me, Michael, and Keanu, we ended up still going to Mount Mercy. Mm-hmm. Now Gavin didn't tell us that he was recruiting a whole bunch of other guys. So when we got recruited into Mount Mercy, we thinking this is going to be us three and maybe right. like a couple other guys right. because they had most of their players returning. They only had three seniors. So okay. everybody else was coming back. Right. So he recruited like 22 guys. Oh, I'm trying to create a C team. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man. 
when we I never forget the day we seen the article. He sent us the article and we seen it and it's like Paul Gavin recruits Chris Ford, Mike Henley, Keanu Glover, and he and it's just a bunch of people. But the people that he named, some of them, I knew them. One of the guys went to Clark University and we played okay. against him. So he, yeah. he was nice. Another guy went to Blackhawk. Really nice. You know what I'm saying? I could mm-hmm. go down the line and talk about who was on that list, but it wasn't no slouches on that list. Not right. one. So like that rubbed us the wrong way. Like you kind of sure. like you sold us. But again, the 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 what was it like this first or second week into basketball? Gavin calls us in the lobby and he's like, Hey, um, I just want you guys to know that I've accepted the, the AD position. So you guys oh. gonna be getting a new coach. So Damn. now I'm really like, like what? And the new coach was Aaron Jennings, who was previously the women's coach. And it used to be stuff about how they people used to say, like, oh, uh, Aaron don't like the basketball team and and and, uh, and the basketball team don't like Aaron and, and they used to they used to talk all kind of stuff. Mind you, I just got there, so I don't even know the guy like that. Right. I take my hat off to him and I appreciate him tremendously because he never judged me. He ain't never look at me funny. I might not have always agree with some of his coaching techniques or some of his some of his X's and O's or, or coaching habits. <laughs> But I got respect for the man because he gave me an opportunity. Right. He gave me an opportunity. He didn't judge me. He didn't look at me no kind of way. And 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 he didn't he never he never treated me a, a way that he didn't treat somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Everybody kinda got the, the, the same kind of treatment for the most part. Um and again, when I got to Mount Mercy, man, I, I hit the ground running. I started and played every single game from the time that I was there. And every single game, I played at least thirty minutes each game. Okay. Like I don't think I played for two years for both years. Yup, for two years, I don't think I played anything less than like thirty minutes a game. Okay. Um, and like I said, I started and played every game. Like I didn't miss. A, I ain't miss a beat, man. And, um, my junior season, we we won a, we won our conference championship. That was my first ever championship, like in my life. Like I ain't never really won like in a real like serious championship until then you know what i'm saying so that was that was something different for me and we did it in uh the u.s cellular center out in cedar rapids so like okay. we did it in the actual arena you know what i'm saying so yeah. it was like a, it was like a whole ordeal and then it, it really it really made me more humble because we put a banner up at mount mercy because of that you know what i'm saying oh, we had put a banner up there um and we went to nationals that's another experience that i didn't think i would get to do i mm-hmm. went out to the national tournament and Man, we 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 went to the we lost in the second round. We won the first mm-hmm. one and then we lost in the second round. Um and it hurt, but it didn't hurt as bad because I knew I was coming back. Right. And I knew like eleven of us was coming back as well. Like right. I knew the whole team was coming back. Um so I was like, I ain't even too mad, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so my senior year comes and it was on. Senior year came and we were we was rolling we were we was balling um we had got ranked a couple times my junior year and my, my senior year um we was winning games made it to the conference championship again but we came up short uh to William Penn of course of course um, them guys is man they 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 different over there. they do a lot of different stuff over there man <laughs> the guys they get 
mainly the guys that go to William Penn are Division One guys who who you know what I'm saying they 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 need another opportunity. They mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying something happened and you know what I'm saying they're just looking for another chance. Right. They're nice. <laughs> they're yeah. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Like they they could play. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of respect for them guys. I'm actually cool with some of the guys that they used to go to William Penn. A lot of the guys actually. Um, but again, yeah, we lost to them guys in the in, in the championship game. Um, but it was all good because we still got a berth to nationals. You know what I'm saying? So I went to nationals both years I was there. Uh, conference championship got one, lost one. You know what I'm saying? Both years mm-hmm. I was there. Um, I got over, and this is just at Mount Mercy alone. I scored over 600 points. I had over 200 assists and over 200 rebounds in just those two years at Mount Mercy. Wow, so you were on pace. If you would have been there four years, you would have been. And that's what my God, that's what Bio and CJ, yo, they, 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 they used to like really be like, yo, do you realize like, like the the numbers that like if you'd have did four years at Mount Mercy like <laughs> if you'd have found out like yeah that's that's I'm ahead of the game like those are really good numbers I'm on track for like a thousand points you know what I'm saying five hundred yeah. assists five hundred rebounds you know what I'm right. saying that's I'm I was I was well on track for that but mm-hmm. I just I ain't have no more eligibility which is which is fine you know what I'm saying because for me it wasn't even about the stats you know what i'm saying i didn't even notice those stats until after i walked you know what i'm saying i had graduated and then i started like looking into stuff and looking and i had found out i was ranked like top 20 in the nation in free throw percentage top 20 in the nation in a, a top 40 in the nation in assists i was like top 20 or top 30 in assist to turnover ratio like, I, I was like, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't even really know this, you know what I'm saying? Because nobody really told me about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? We was, I was on a team that, like, I felt like we could win a national championship. I thought we were that good. Um, cool thing is the year after I graduated Mount Mercy, I don't know if you remember Jeremy Dima. Yeah. He went yeah. over to Graceland, and they actually won a national yeah. championship. Word. Yeah. So it was super dope, you know what I'm saying? And, like, seeing him do that really, like, put it in perspective put it into perspective for me like damn man i probably we could have we could have really won one man i could have i could have really got that and i and i'm okay with the way i ended my college career because i feel like i i i got more than just the wins and the losses and the stats you know what i'm saying absolutely i met some some guys that that till this day you know what i'm saying like like we i see it on facebook all the time i like bio and and CJ, like you guys hung and D Stu, you guys hang out. Like not on the regular, but you guys just at least a couple times a year, somebody Word. somewhere. Word. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like that's the that's the dope part about it. You know what I'm saying? That's like the yeah. dopest part about it. Um even doper. Um, and this is and, and again, like I said, you, you you learn more than just playing a sport when you when you're actually playing a sport. Yeah. Um after I graduated from Mount Mercy, that first year out of school, I got a job as a bank teller, right? Okay. So I'm not even around the game at all, really. Like, I was right. I was training a little bit because I was trying to go back overseas, but I, w- I had just picked up my son full time. And this was the first time I ever had my son on my own, as a, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I didn't really want to miss nothing. And right. Man, I'll never forget I was, like, hating life. Not because I was a full-time dad. But because I wasn't around the game, I couldn't yeah. play. Like, I wasn't hooping or nothing. And one thing led to another. I had came down to Des Moines to visit Bio, you know what I'm saying, because he was down here. And I had went to the gym 
over at Kingdom Hoops. It's an AAU program out here. And a guy that was running it at the time, his name, well, he's still running it now, actually. His name is Vance Mosley. Um, he was he was one of my coaches the one time I got to play AAU basketball for the All-Iowa Attack. Oh, right? no kidding. So now he's like the director of Kingdom. Uh-huh. I had went to the gym and I seen him in there and we was talking and I was like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Remember this time? And we used to, we was just talking about old AAU days. Right. And it must have been like a couple weeks had went by and I was in and out of the gym and showing my face, just working out and stuff. Nothing crazy, just working out. And some of the kids knew me and I used to interact with them. And Vance one day was like, yo, you want coach? And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why not? You know what I'm saying? I'm in here every day anyway. And that's what he right. said. He was like, man, you be in here all the time anyway. The kids like you. Uh-huh, you might as well. So I did. And, man, I yo, coaching kids when I first started, oh, my gosh. It is like, <laughs> for me, like, from just my experience from the begin at the beginning, it's like, it's either all the way up here. Mm-hmm. Really, that is it's all the way down here for kids. Right. It's no in the middle. So no in the middle. It's like the happiest of the happy and they're excited and all of that. Or it's the like some they look like somebody kicked their door. You know what right. I'm saying? Like they it's it's one or the other. But when you when you could connect with them, and that's mm-hmm. what I did. I connected with them like outside of just basketball. Like yeah. I used to just conversate with them and got to know them and. They become comfortable with you when I started coaching and telling them little stuff. When I started seeing their their basketball change and their minds change, like that's when I really was like, oh damn, like actually this is dope. I like this, man. This is yeah. I like to coach, you know what I'm saying? And then I just started loving it more and more and more. And again, God has been working throughout my life so much, man. It's crazy from from thinking I'm not gonna go to school mm-hmm. to reconnecting with Vance Mosley at Kingdom. One thing leads to another. Who walks in Kingdom one day? Corey Jenkins. Oh, man. With his kids, who I remembered at the time when I was at AIB, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I I used to, I was training his kids for a little minute, right? And then they ended up coming to Kingdom to play. And, yo, one day, he was like, yo, what you... You want to coach at, at, over at North with us? We could use you. And I was like, <laughs> now I'm not even. I'm not even thinking like, damn, like, do I really want this? I'm just thinking like, damn, yo, like, first Vance, now Coach Jenkins, like, what's go- like, right. you know, what I'm saying it's a pattern here. Like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, right. it's like it just kind of like. I just started thinking. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? We did. We sat down. We talked. Some things was going on at the time. And me and him sat down. We chopped it up. And I was like, I bet. He said, yeah, you're going to get a call from Julian. And I was like, Julian? And the guy Julian, I actually know him because he used to be the director for the women's at Kingdom. Oh, <laughs> so like, now he's the head coach of North. You know what I'm saying? So okay. like, there's so many ties. And... It goes back to, like, the way you treat people, you know what I'm saying, the way you talk to people, your impact on people. These people remember me, and for the most mm-hmm. part, I didn't really have long encounters with them. Right. I, count, I encountered Julian a little bit through basketball because he coached at the same AAU facility. Mm-hmm. 
I, 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 I interacted with Vince because I played for him for three months. Literally, it was only not even three months. It was one month. It was just three weeks in a row. Uh-huh. Man, we were traveling, you know what I'm saying? So, like, right. I didn't really get to see him like that. So, I didn't really know him, like, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that these people still remembered me and right. they felt like, yo, I think you would be good for this or good for that. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I take heed to that and I, I take it personal. And I feel like I got to put my best foot forward because they obviously seen something in me that I didn't necessarily even see in myself. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And basketball has brought me all the way here. Now I'm a... um. I'm an education specialist on top of all of that. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 and again, because of, of Coach Corey Jenkins. He, he just one day came to me. He said, y'all think you'll be good for the job? And that's how I'm doing that. So I'm coaching AAU. I'm still a high school coach. And now I'm also an education specialist. Okay. Uh, two years ago, I, I, man, COVID happened. Well, almost like mm-hmm. really three years ago, really, COVID happened. And it it. It, the same way it took a lot of people out of out of this world, it took a lot of people out of their jobs. Like I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. I always got chopped tremendously to the point where like it wasn't no point in even working because right. I was bringing home like the paychecks was like 40, 50 bucks. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't worth it. Um, so I ended up quitting my job and my wife, well, my fiance, she's not my wife yet, but my, my fiance was like, Babe, you should you should you should do your own thing. You should just try it. Why not? Cause we used to talk about like doing my own camps. Right. Okay. Kinda, I kind of didn't want to do a camp. I kind of figured I'd do an academy. An academy I felt like would be better because it's something that's year round. And mm-hmm. when kids, you know, kids play multiple sports. Then yeah. baseball season, you have my academy. There's you can still get your basketball working while you play your other right. sports. So when you come back to basketball season, you're not three, four Way months behind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, then I also did it for the kids that want basketball year round all the time and, and can't get it. I did it for the kids in in the communities that can't afford it or that don't have it. Like I did it for a plethora of reasons. You know what right. I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I was super nervous about it and. One day, man, just just like when you, you was talking when you said, I just I just pulled the trigger on it. Absolutely, I, I, I did. I just I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. And I just I just started making flyers and I reached out to some people. And my very first academy, bro, I had thirty tw- twenty nine kids. Wow, I had twenty nine kids. It would have been thirty, but the one he the 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 dates conflicted with his uh, schedule. So like twenty. Almost thirty kids. Right. And it was two different sessions. I had one session on on Tuesday, another session on Wednesday, and a lot of you not the whole time up until the academy. I'm just talking to my wife like, man, I'm, I hope they show up. I don't know if anybody gonna even show up, and I'm just I'm just thinking so negatively, and and man, every month that I dropped a new academy, people showed up people showed up and people continue to show oh, up. That's cool. I, I, I'm so, I'm so, I'm beyond blessed and appreciative of the people who have been there from the beginning all the way until now. I'm thankful for the people that came one time. Like, like, yeah. this, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that I've encountered or that even encountered me or my academy or even a flyer, like, and, and right. reposted it. Like, I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? It goes a long way. You really don't have to do it, but support is free. And if you, if you do something like that, man, I, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 
man, my academy's been going well. Like, I'm technically a business owner right now. Like, I yeah. got my own little business, kind of, you know? And yeah. Basketball, basketball did that. If it wasn't for basketball, now I wouldn't have been able to get my education to know how to start a business, to know right. how, to, how to even have a business plan. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. man, I, I my basketball journey has taken me a lot of places. It's taken me to Texas, Costa Rica, Iowa, New York, Atlanta. Like you, I don't. I could almost been to every state there is probably. Right. <laughs> um, and it's all because of basketball. Right. You know yeah, it's crazy what what sports do for for us. And I mean, you're like the perf. Just just listening to your story is exactly why I did this started the podcast is because i mean who knows how many other people are in your exact shoes in new york in atlanta in la they're like i'm hanging out with the wrong wrong kids but i need to go play ball i need to go do this but they don't know their steps they don't know their next possible way of finding out yeah. and you know the way you said where you found your groove when you started coaching kids like it is all or it's nothing but you got to connect you got to find a way to just keep on keeping on you know so um you said you played uh some semi-pro where, where was that and how what was yeah. that experience that was that was actually dope um the the first time i we had went to costa rica me and another guy named cj parker um we it, we didn't get paid for that um but we got to play against the national team, like the Costa Rican national team, and like like three or four club teams out there. And that was like a super dope experience. It was like that also humbled me because it made me realize that like poverty is not what it is here. Like right. a, a, a person that is homeless or a low-income person in America is living 10 times better Absolutely. Low income poverty person in another country. Absolutely. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And I really got to see that. Um, like people was living in like little like like little huts. They look like yeah. little huts that like if it rained hard enough, everything is gone. Everything is washed away. Like and I and it really humbled me like I used to really think I had it bad growing up in the Bronx and, and mm-hmm. dealing what I dealt with. I used to think I had it bad, like these people live in a in a in like a in a in a box. Like their whole life is in a box, and it's not because they're homeless or because they're poor. Like this is what people make, and this is how they live. Like that was like different for me. You know what I'm saying? It was completely different for me, and that's what made it. That's what really humbled me a lot more. You know what I'm saying? And then I played semi-pro out here in Iowa. There was a the team out here in Des Moines called Iowa Elite Pro, and. Okay. That was super dope as well. Um, that was the first time as well that I kind of not 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 the business side of the game because I kind of seen the business side of it in college as well. But like that was my first time dealing with it from a business standpoint, like signing a contract, um, making sure I went and got my money when it when I when it when it was coming on time, like right. just stuff yeah. like that. That like you have to take initiative on. Or you will never get it, or you'll just right. get ripped off. Or, you know what I'm saying, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it was fun though because we played all over the Midwest: Indiana, Minnesota, Nebraska, um, you name it. You know what I'm saying? Um, we was all through the Midwest playing different teams. So I got to see a bunch of different guys, a bunch of different talent. Um, I ran into some pro guys. Uh, there was a guy 
on my team named Rodney Williams. Um, he used okay. to play in Minnesota. Uh, he was in the league for a little minute. He played in the D League. He was on my team. Um, Eric Coleman, big fella, he played over at UNL. Now he overseas going crazy. Like, I got to play with a lot, a lot of dope guys. And I got to yeah. play against some doper guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that semi-pro thing was that was that was definitely an experience for me. Um, because that I I really realized like it's not like college where like, all right, so it's us five. All right, so we got a shooter, we got a point guard who's handling the ball, you know, the big run the floor, the wing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like that. Where like when you're in the pros, everybody you gotta make sure you eating. You gotta make sure you getting yours off. Because if you don't, you just gonna get cut. You're gonna get dropped. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, while you get yours and you eat, you still gotta be a team player. Right. You still gotta get other guys involved and you still gotta win. Yeah. Right. Nobody cares if you score 40, 50, 60 points if you lose. Like Kyrie yeah. and Durant just did that last night. They went off and they lost. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. that kind of stuff is, I mean, it is dope, man. And it's tough to do. But if you don't win, it don't really matter. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think I had to learn that. I learned all those kind of things the hard way, and I really got to see that, like, in the semi-pro. Like, damn, I got to really, I got to get mine off, but then I got to make sure I get everybody else involved too. But right. then you especially with, as a point guard, you know what I'm saying, and then and 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 you dealing with grown men, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like these are these are all professionals. Like I said, I played on the team with guys that did time in the league or that yeah. that did time overseas. So like, you know what I'm saying. You deal with egos or emotions or entitlement. And granted, the guys that I was playing with, the two guys I even named specifically, mm -hmm. they wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying. But right. in reality, that that's what you deal with. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. My 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 brother Bio, you know what I'm saying? He's still, he's still playing overseas now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we always talking constantly, and he always be telling me about little stuff and, and what be going on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got another guy, Chris Brown, that play overseas. You know what I'm saying? He said he was in Spain, and it's just it's just people that I know. Yeah. My, my own experiences, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you gotta eat, but you gotta win. And you gotta, you know what I'm saying? You gotta do yeah. your job at the same. So it's a, it's a lot that goes into it, man. And it can be very overwhelming sometimes. But for the most part, for me though, it was fun. Again, the only thing for me though, man, that that I probably said I didn't like was the traveling. I was away. I felt like I was away from my family a lot, man. And I was away from them a lot in college. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, I'm, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of missing shit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that's really what it came down to. That's ultimately the reason why I hung him up. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I had another kid, and I said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I can't do it. I can't miss no more time. I just, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So. Priorities shifted, and, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure you're not upset with the decision to hang him up. Um, I mean, it's a whole different priority list. I totally get it as a father myself. Like, I'm still trying to play, but at the same time, it's tough missing even just like the way they come home from school or from daycare or whatever, like that's a completely different feeling. It than is just going like I don't. It, it's tough missing that. Like it, it just really general. Is. It really is. So what's so what's next for Chris Ford and his family? What 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 do you think's coming in the next few years? What are your plans? The academy, coaching. What's next? Well, uh, honestly. I think that's gonna be all up to God, man. Uh, I, I feel like he gonna he gonna he's gonna guide me 
in the right direction. Um, Amen, sir. Amen. Well, through all my life, he's had a habit of just like just put like just handling it. And it's me. always right when you think he's not even like paying you know attention. What I'm yeah. Like my like my mother and my grandmother used to say, like he ain't not on your time, but he on time. Always. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. just when I start thinking like oh, I'm I'm comfortable here, I'm satisfied here, or I'm tired of being here. He gonna he gonna do something. You know what I'm saying? And maybe 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 one day a head high school head coaching will be in my future. Um, right now I'm a, I'm a freshman freshman head coach and I'm I'm proud of it. Um, uh, I'm loving the job. I'm eager to continue to learn and mm-hmm. keep learning from the process because you're never too old to stop learning. Absolutely. Um, and and I I done had like the AD and other co- and other coaches. You know what I'm saying? Like make comments like, yeah, you'll you'll be a head coach one day and little stuff like that. And I, I let it go over my head and you know what I'm saying, because I'm I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm loving right. I'm, I'm loving my education specialist job. I'm loving my, my coaching job. I'm loving my academy that I got. And I'm especially loving the time I'm getting with my kids. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So like whatever whatever's gonna happen, I know it's gonna happen. Because of you know what I'm saying, the man upstairs, he gonna he gonna he gonna he's gonna set it up to where I know, all right, this this is next. This is this is where we go. But as of right now, man, I'm just gonna keep being a dad and keep enjoying this time that I have, man. That's Hell that's yeah. what I can do right now. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And you know, we're just about at an hour. So I appreciate the the time. Anybody who's listening, if you're in the Des Moines local area or in Iowa, the Midwest, you need to go get some work in for your kids or whatnot. Chris Ford, great dude, as you can tell, um, phenomenal teacher, great overall person. He understands the game. Um, give him a shout, give him a look. Um, and other than that, again, Chris, I appreciate you coming on. I, I hope everything goes well moving forward. Congrats on um, getting engaged. Hopefully you you get married here soon. I don't remember if you posted about a date yet, but you know, all the best wishes, best of luck with the Academy. And, you know, if me and Kat ever go out to the Midwest, I'll be sure to hit you up. For sure, man. Definitely, definitely. I appreciate you having me, man. Continue yeah, to, absolutely. Continue to break them barriers, bro. Hey, keep trying to. Trigger. I'm trying to. One, one day at a time, right? We just got to keep on keeping on. And, hey, like you said, he's always on time. May not be You're when right. I want him to be, but he'll be there when he needs to be, when he's supposed to be. So, You're right. Uh, You're right. <laughs> absolutely. Again, thanks, Chris. And for everyone else, appreciate you watching, listening in. Uh, we'll be on next Monday. And until next time, peace.